Hi, I'm Margaret Cho, and you're listening to the Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hello, I am Jim Short. Jim, we're back in the Blue Room, um, where it's the scene of the crime. And uh, we have a guest with us today, very last minute, but a very, very special person. Um, she's my drag daughter. We have Lamonestet. Hi, everybody. Now, did you drop the eight? Um, no, Monistat 8 has was an email I created in like 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't, it was every year that progressed, it was Monistat 8, 9, 10, and 11, 12, 13, 14. <laughs> and so I just finally gave up. I'm just like, yeah. it's just La Monistat. Yeah. For, like, I don't want to get sued by Monistat. So yeah. it's easier if I put law and split the word apart. Right. Lamonestat. I mean, was yeah. it just for your emails? Like you would change for the everything email? for oh, okay. Facebook, yeah. um, for my website. That's too much to update. Um, you know, I have a really good like team who can update all that. All right, but then they start going like, <laughs> no more. Just stick with one. Just, just stick cut, with cut one. Cut off the numbers. Right. Cut off the numbers because there's too many people to like. We've changed their email again. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like it was Monistat nine in 2009. I was like. Wait, wasn't it Monistat A just a couple weeks ago? I'm all like, yeah, well, it's 2009, bitch. <laughs> Get with it. You're still writing Monistat uh, 7 on your checks. There you go. <laughs> the three-day treatment, the seven-day treatment, the eight-day treatment, or the nine-day treatment. There is no such thing as a 14-day treatment. No, no. We've got to be very accurate about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're up in the high numbers up there, you're in trouble, You right? have a lot of things to be worried about. <gasps> well, Monistat and I met in um, 2006, I believe. 2006, 2007. Seven. Yeah, we um, were doing, it was actually a really great thing. We were doing a um, series of image campaigns for my uh, old show, The Cho Show, which is a reality show that I did for VH1. So uh, Moni was uh, hired to play me. Yes. So we were both, we were both, our, and so that's what we would like to, Monty's going to move to um, LA, so we're going to revisit that. Did I ever tell you how I got hired for that gig? No. Okay, so I was in, I was literally hosting um, a party. It was Gay Pride Week, you were there for Gay Pride. And there was this two bears at this party I was at. And I was, I was like, I'm running late, and I'm running, you know, to the party, to the gig, and these two bears were like, stop. I was like, what the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> and they're like, does anybody ever tell you, like, Margaret Cho? I'm all like, bitch, I get that all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Mm-hmm. I'm late. Mm-hmm. I have to be in the DJ booth and, like, do my thing as an MC. And they're like, well, you know, we're here in town. We're doing this thing with Margaret Cho. We'd love for you to come check it out. I was like, you're lying, bitch. You just want to fuck, don't you? <laughs> and so, you know... A couple of minutes later, they came back up to me. Not, no, I didn't know who they were. I, I guess they were the producers of the whole thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know who they were. And they're like, we want to buy you a drink. I'm all like, okay, well, I do need a shot of Jaeger and maybe you know a bourbon and seven. That will calm me down because I'm having a meltdown. It's Gay Pride Week here. And yeah. I'm running around like a mad chicken. And I was like, well, are you really with involved with Margaret Cho? Because I, I really didn't think they were. I really didn't believe they were. Yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? You're that some... has to be the biggest line at what? every Pride. I work with Margaret. 
I work with Margaret. Everybody yeah, says yeah, that yeah. shit, right? Right. Everybody, everybody says it all the time. That, that gets every head turning like for a second. Like even uh, the, maybe even in the alleys, I know Margaret when I'm sucking dick. I know Margaret Cho. <laughs> like, oh, well, I guess that's the illusion I can give you if you want. If you want to give me that illusion that she's sucking your dick, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And so they they asked me, they invited me to come back and they got my phone number. I was like, oh, they are really legit. And the Mm -hmm. rest is herstory. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And ever since then, we've been fucking around and whoring ourselves. You're her her doppelbanger. Uh, Oh, that that is a good one. Doppelbanger. That's fierce. (laughs) You're fucking them all looking like her. That is a catchphrase. Doppelbanger. Doppelbanger. Let's let's, let's do that. I love Doppel that. Banger. Hashtag doppelbanger. Hashtag doppelbanger. I'm going to blow that up that. in social media. <laughs> genius. That's genius. But you get so much more dick than me. I love cock. I am a big believer in cock. Which I love. And you just, you get so much more than me. And I remember one time that you said that you had like four guys yes, at the, the last time. The last time we... Um, we we were doing you were doing a photo shoot and I came to hang out with you the next day. Um I was at the Ramada in WeHo and it's yeah. it's a hoary ass hotel. If I like put my <laughs> finger on the wall, there's probably come, you know, the minute oh, yeah, I walk yeah, yeah. in. Yeah, you don't wanna you yeah. don't wanna turn the lights off and exactly. get that, that um that luminol. Luminol. Right. And so we you know, it was the the beginnings of grinder. No, what Grinder was yet. Grinder wasn't a thing. There was no Tinder. There was no Scruff. It was the beginnings of Grinder. Mm-hmm. Everybody was on it. And I was like, mm, let's check this out. You know, I've never done this in West Hollywood. I just got my iPhone. Ooh. And next thing you know, there was a bunch of guys in my room and we're just going at it and there's jizz and cock everywhere. Like, I love it. But you said there was four guys, and so I was like, okay, then, then there's, there's like, okay, so one in your ass, yeah. one in your mouth, right. um, one hand and one, uh, and then where's who's the where's the other cock? Is he banging, you know, knocking, well, like, two hands. Hands. acupressure? Two hands. It's going in my fucking ear. <laughs> yeah. That's where it's Oh, going. there's two hands. <laughs> but I can't give blowjob, I mean, not hand jobs with two hands. It's, I, I'm right-handed, uh-huh. and so uh, a blowjob, a getting, hand job. Somebody's not getting the full somebody's work not getting pleasure. with that lame hand, right? Well, the left hand, like, I've tried to do a left hand hand job. It's uh-huh. really, I mean, group sex for me it's really hard because I'm so I can't focus. Okay. So I don't get turned on by it because okay. it's like I, and um that the armory, um you know Peter, mm-hmm. he created a whole new um like a like a society. Oh. And um the, it's very exclusive sex parties and then you go and they're real intense and crazy and fun and it's all like really hot people and really rich people and stuff, but. Um, and I, he keeps sending me invitations and I'm, I keep thinking, well, I should go up there and do it. But then I'm like, no, I just don't want to, I can't fuck with all those people anymore. You know, I, I just don't, I, I think it's my age, uh-huh. you know, that, but I used to be really into the play party thing and right. that's very San Francisco. That is very San Francisco. You know, and it's, uh, but you know, for me, it, it, it's sort of lost its luster. Yeah, I can see that. I guess the, the I mean, I, I hate to say it, the older you get, the more things are changing sexually. Like, mm-hmm. I know a bunch of my friends who were tops. Total tops. Mm-hmm. Total pig tops, like, in their 30s and their 40s. Now that they're in their 50s, they just want to bottom. Mm-hmm. They can't be bothered to be like, I'm going to stick my dick inside of you. <laughs> I don't want to grab the Viagra. I just want to put my legs up in the air. You suck it a little bit and, you know, fuck me. <laughs> be done with it. 
But it's, I think it's about owning your age and everything yeah. too. And deciding what, yeah, you know. What works that, for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and then some things, like some people try, like Madonna keeps trying. Mm-hmm. Did you see the picture the other day of oh, her Katie and, Perry. and Katie Perry I and the bondage kind cute. of stuff? It looked like take your daughter to work day. Work day. I, I love Skeletor. I'm a big <laughs> fan of Skeletor. Yes, I love Skeletor. She's turning into one of the White Walkers. You know, winter is coming in. The hills have eyes. <laughs> But she is fierce. I think I think that was a really cute shoot. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though like, I, I, I don't know. I think what I love about Madonna is that she's always really confrontive with her sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I think the sex book was like the most genius thing right. ever. And I, um, I just think that, you know, no star comes close to that. Madonna so was fierce. always ahead of her time. And I mm-hmm. got to give her that much. I'm not a, I'm not so much a big fan of her music, but she always yeah. knew how to push every boundary. Yeah. And she knew how to reinvent herself and how to change with the times. Like when after the sex book and erotica came out, she wanted to do Evita. And so she became mm-hmm. this glamorous thing that, mm-hmm. you know, was really unexpected. And she keeps people on their toes. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes her a true genius. And that's what makes her, I think, you know, it's part of drag too. It's like keep people in, keeping people on your toes. Yeah. As a performer, as a stage persona, you have to be the person who kind of knows how to push every boundary and knowing when to push it and how to push it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of her music mm-hmm. and I'm not really... Um, up on it lately i think the last record i probably bought was um bedtime stories i mean you know or ray of light that's probably the last one i lost my virginity to ray of light you did and 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 mirrorball the first guy i ever had sex with i was like um, everything but the b- girl mirrorball no mirrorball by sarah mclaughlin i'm that kind of lesbian oh <laughs> i'm that kind of dyke i played I, I still remember it very well it's like mirrorball and ray of light because I love that. I like that was the Madonna album for me, Ray of Light. Mm-hmm. You know, I came up in that era of like techno music and William Orbit. And like we had candles and Neutrogena bath oil that I stole from my mom's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it was kind of romantic, but he had such a big dick and it's, it hurt to bottom for the first time. Oh, but I loved it. I loved it. I love Sarah McLaughlin though. I love Sarah McLaughlin. I am. Um, Except for I those commercials. Though the cannot, animal cruel. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. Jim knows about those. I cannot with those commercials. I get really like, oh no. Why are you doing this? It's so sad. It's, well, it's really like sad. everything like that. It's like you know it's I know what it's about mm-hmm. and I know you gotta educate people, but at the same time you go, Fuck me, that is the saddest shit you've ever seen. Yeah. You know, it's so like, sad. Eyes off. And then there's a little puppy look staring mm-hmm. at you. And it's like, no, not at 4 a.m., bitch. I know, right? But that's what they always play him way early. Like, my life isn't shitty enough. Right. You got to fucking bum me out in the middle of the night. It's so crazy. Yeah. Sad animals in a Every cage. five minutes on Logo, they play those sick commercials. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to see two hot guys trying to get it on in the sand and the beach and then get queenie with each other and fight. <laughs> And then I'm going to see a commercial about some fucking dog who is about to get killed. Really? <laughs> programming, girl. Programming. 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 I read, I, I read her. I read Sarah McLaughlin about those ads. I was like, but bitch, why do you have to make me cry every single night? Like, I, like, I did a show. I was on tour with her um, briefly. And then I, I was backstage. Mm-hmm. And I was with a lot of these, like, I, and I'm not going to mention their names, but very, very famous lesbian um celebrities very like very 
rich lesbians. When we were all smoking pot. Power lesbians. They had the, well, power lesbians who have the most incredible weed, like lesbian power weed. Wow. Like it's like billionaire lesbian weed. We we're all smoking <laughs> and like talking and passing it. And I passed it to Sarah McLaughlin and she's like, oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Like, I love that. It's such a white girl response. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I felt stupid, but it was because I was, everybody else, they were all like the most powerful women in mm. rock, mm. basically. <laughs> I just thought she would want something. She's like, um, no. I've always wondered about like really powerful lesbians because my parents are lesbians and I've always wondered about rich lesbians who are like that. Do they have like, rhinestone encrusted dildos yeah are their handcuffs gold yeah i think so well you know how they get drugs around is um what they do is they get (laughs) dildos and 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 stuff and they pack the inside with weed or whatever they want and they'll have it shipped to any hotel they're going to be staying at yeah so when they get there they have all the all the shit they want and um so that nobody's going to open it and explore Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to take this dildo apart. Right. People just, oh, even if they open it, they go, fuck it, I'm not dealing with this and put right. it back in. And they're That's so, g- it's genius. It's so, they're so famous that, like, if you send something that, like that, like to, um, you know, Georges uh, Song uh, in mm-hmm. Paris, like, they're going to look at it and they're oh. not going to investigate, but nobody's going to say anything because it's, you know, the famous. Well, you lesbians. know, it's like, I used to work, I used to work in a hotel in San Francisco and I was working the desk and there would be a, a movie star who would come up. Um, I can tell you lots of stories, girl. Oh, we're gonna talk about this okay. later online. Mm. Um, so there would be a movie star who comes up, um, a very heterosexual movie star, quote unquote. Um, and he would come up very discreetly. He would come up every Thursday evening if he was doing a shoot or in a movie. Um, and we would just get the red flag that he's he's coming. He's five minutes away. Um, and there would be a boy, a beautiful kind of sex worker gorgeous like russian straight gay for pay hooker mm-hmm. waiting downstairs in the lobby and he would just be led straight up and um i went to go check up in the room one time and i just saw all this crazy shit like serious snm shit mm-hmm. and i was like who the fucking thunk you're you are the you are somebody who i've watched forever and like <gasps> you're into some kink that's a big ass butt plug bitch where is that going oh man now what everybody wants to know now Everybody's yeah. going to be speculating who this is. I know. How, but how, how, how can somebody be, d- does that person know there's going to be absolute discretion? Like, I mean, even yes. you're, you're not saying who it is. Right. I mean, how but, can you count on that, though? Especially in this day. I mean, do you think that can happen now? It, ha- it, it still happens. And, you know, in the hotel industry, you have to be very discreet about a lot of things. You can hint and allude but you can never give out like a full disclosure of like right. this is that person because mm-hmm. you'd get like chopped the apps down, and you just yeah. wouldn't work in the business anymore. anymore. Or, but I mean, how how kind of a threat is that? Like you'll fucking never work in hotels again. No, it's it's not that big of a threat. But I mean, <laughs> for me, it, you know, I don't want to divulge their name, but it's it's I just, I just love. I love you have manners. That's the difference, right? I love the I love the crazy shit that I see. I love be, but, crazy, but that's the thing. There, I mean, there must be so much that goes on like that with with celebrities mm-hmm. and with just regular people. Right? If you're going into somebody's room, 
right. for whatever thing. There must be all kinds of shit where you're like, what? No, I think fuck. it's more heightened if you're a celebrity than a regular person because well, it's, it's, because they don't want. But but that seems to be pretty like if if I'm invested in nobody knowing mm-hmm. that I've got some young lad waiting for me in the in the thing, I wouldn't fucking tell anyone. Right. I wouldn't have anybody bringing him up. It would be such subterfuge. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like maybe there's some kind of. That's a lot of faith to know because that. Because that's the thing. It's like he's oh, he's almost there every week and he has a he has a deal with a hotel that he doesn't even drop his credit card for incidentals anymore. They must mm. make so much money it's, out of it. Yes. But, he, but was there ever a thing and I don't mean I, okay. I'm interrupting but it's uh-huh. so fascinating to me. Does anybody from the hotel ever go, you know, so and so's coming in here and you're going to see a lot of shit and fucking keep your mouth shut? Or is it I mean, how I, we talk I, amongst ourselves? If well, we're, absolutely, we, we right? we're like, oh, oh but I just back. in this day and age uh-huh. now, when 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 every salacious thing is such fodder for scandal, right, and tabloid, right, 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 right. I think it would be harder and harder to keep that shit quiet. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's harder, but you know there are ways. Trust me. If there's mm-hmm. a will, there's do they a way. Pay, do they pay the hotel? Do they give the hotel a lot of money? Like yes. But I. But it just seems like now, like like nobody keeps their goddamn mouth shut. No. Like, yeah. It just seems. I, it just seems like you do, and maybe the other person. But how does this motherfucker that that you know clears the dishes up? How does this person not? Because go? he doesn't really even leave his room. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. But uh, but uh, is it just a small number of people that know? Um. Yes. It's just a very minute amount. Okay. He has a deal with the hotel, and he just comes in. His you know his car pulls up in the driveway, not even through the front, directly downstairs. Oh no shit! And the elevator just shoots straight up. All of all of his stuff is in his room already. Everything is set up, and there's a boy waiting. I totally want to know. <laughs> well, we'll totally talk about know. it. We're gonna. We'll talk gonna about be it later. A, this is gonna be an after show that, unfortunately, the, the listeners know. But they can speculate. They can, they can speculate. speculate. They can speculate on your on your um, lesbian group and, and, power and group. This, and this, spe- uh, they can speculum. This hotel guest. Speculum. I am. Um, <laughs> I I got in a lot of. I went through this phase a couple of years ago where I was going to the armory, maybe every two weeks or something. I, think I visited you there. Yeah, you visited me there. Uh-huh. And I was like, kind of, I, they gave me a, a little like um, pied de terre, a little room the there. The apartment upstairs. Yeah. And so I, I was just staying there and stuff. And then I, I went to a lot of sex parties there. And um, one time there was a particularly intense one. And um, Violet Blue was noticing somebody was taking pictures. Violet Blue is a, a very famous uh, activist blogger, um, sex uh Sex, sort of like expert mm-hmm. and everything sexpert and so she noticed that somebody was taking pictures so she went over to them and she like grabbed their phone and like deleted every single one and like it was just like people like that will protect you I mean it's like I don't care like you can fucking put that shit online I don't give a shit like fine right. but you know there's also like this great thing where people will protect you if you are famous. They, they will they will make sure that you are okay. You're, yeah, it's your safety too. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing. It's like when when you're my friend and I in whatever, for whatever it's worth, even if it's some other drag queen who's kind of famous and I see somebody like you're doing something not so cute mm-hmm. at maybe 3 or 4 a.m. And I see somebody up in the room you know, like trying to be like, hey, click, 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 Instagram, Twitter, and all that. I'd be like, no, that's not cute. Give me your fucking phone. Yeah, that's good. But, you know, Violet was nice about it. I would have thrown that phone out of the fucking room. Yeah. Good but Violet, Vi- Violet's always very protective. And, and she she knows because she she has like, you know, that she's in the public eye. And so she knows what like kind of 
what to look for right. and, and that's that's super cool right. but it, it's totally like this interesting I've seen I, I think the armory is going through a lot right now because they're trying to pass legislation in California that you can't make pornography here I think it's the no I think what I heard was bareback they can't do bareback mm-hmm. so what I heard was they were moving mm-hmm. and I love the armory have yeah. you been there lately not for about three uh, two years I was at a party there a couple of weeks ago it was gorgeous like the whole you know that floor the upper floor yeah the upper floor stunning yeah they've done a lot of stuff um I, I remember I, I've shot there you and I have shot there um and uh, I made a video for Jill Sobule's um mm-hmm. Uh, uh, San Francisco and rolling around on the floor. Monty's the best in it um, but they have been so generous with me using all of their space and and their stars they're and very good to you they're, they're really good to me well there's a reason because you know fucked a bunch of them mm. <laughs> watch me not flinch I'm like okay <laughs> you get, it's like it's like my, like a, a frequent flyer model it's political yeah. it's like political yeah, yeah. 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 I love it. It has its has its privileges after a while, right? Well, I want to ask you, who is your favorite one that you fuck there, though? Can I ask you that? Um, yeah, I think um, I think my favorite Princess well, Donna, of course. But we never fucked. But oh. but but uh, but other things. Mm. But she is, is her she, shoes are like she is this is place in my heart that I mean she's the best mm. Princess Donna. A big shout out to Prince, Princess Donna. Hi. Donna Delore. She, uh, she, she's so um, smart and beautiful and incredibly stunning. Stunning. The I love Tomcat too. Tomcat and Lorelai. Oh, Lorelai. They got married. Tomcat and Lorelai got married. They're like the Brangelina of porn of hardcore S and M porn. Oh yeah. Yeah, because they're really beautiful and they're both really successful. And then they're like, but they're like, they totally look. Like just a beautiful couple that you would see in like a wedding ad or something, you know? They're just so like blonde, long hair. Yeah, like, like a handsome, like jock. Right. But uh-huh. um, he's a, a F uh, F to M transgender trans guy, and she is um, a brilliant. Um, you know, she's queer, and but I think probably uh, most people would identify her as a straight woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also a very very gifted writer. She's a great author. Really? So, um, but the, and 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 he's he's an inventor. He runs fuckingmachines.com, which is um, oh, are those all the of, ones? Yeah. Oh, like the drills <laughs> and wow. the the, the um, machines that are like um, he he's like an engineer. That is amazing. Yeah. So he ve- invents he all those things. That. Yeah. He invents all those things. And I've always wondered. I was like, who is the genius that made this crazy thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's Tomcat. Oh yeah, he's really he's 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 an amazing guy and and so um, that makes sense now. Yeah, but I've hooked up with all of all of those people. Oh. So Peter, Peter, everybody, oh everybody. I mean, there's nobody that I haven't. It's like you, it's harder to find somebody <laughs> I haven't fucked. Well, you know what? The there. apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Then <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. You inherited that. From, I inherited that. But from the that what that you when in about. Thirty years time, where mm. you know where I am now, I I really don't have sec- a sexuality anymore. Like it's weird. Like I've become almost like it, that. That side of me is totally gone. Mm. Like I I don't I know I've not felt horny in years. Really? I've not felt um, that I've needed to pursue any 
this kind of sex for years. Mm-hmm. I, I, and it, it's okay, but it, it's a very strange thing. Like now, like I've, I sort of re- have to redirect my energy to something else. I don't know what, but not weird. I, you know what? I think it's part of life. Yeah. Everybody grows out of that whole like sexuality thing. And I guess, I don't know, for me, I'm, I'm still very young and I can't really speak to this, but from what I know and from what I see, it's, it's just when you get older, you just want companionship and mm-hmm. like it works for you. Well, however you find that companionship. Yeah. It's more of now, well, let's look towards something that's just not sex. Every, not everything has to be about sex, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like that coming from a cock sucking dick pig is just so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like I, I still think I am a cock sucking dick pig. I mean, I still like, turn around when somebody calls me that because mm-hmm. I know that that's me but at, at the same time it's like I don't want it like I I was out I was out um, um, a few weeks ago I was traveling and then I I, I was with a guy that I, li- I like a lot I've actually like really been in love with him for mm. about 30 years like we've known each other for a long time he's my old old friend and you know the whole night like it was like because finally you know He's, you know, he's a widower and he's able to now act on his, you, you know, desires and stuff. Right. And, and, you know, I, I'm in an open relationship and right. it's all good. And it's like, I couldn't believe how much I just, just wanted to talk. Right. Like I didn't want to fuck. And I was like, I don't think I've ever been in that situation where I didn't want to fuck. I think it's comfortability too. And I think mm-hmm. you're just so comfortable with him that you just want to just sit there and be like, hey, Let's just talk. We don't need to fuck. Not mm-hmm. everything has to be about fucking. We can just sit and be with each other. Yeah. And a maturity as well, too. Yeah. Because I think sometimes the pursuit of that mm-hmm. gets in the fucking way of so much other shit. Mm-hmm. And the, as you get a bit older, you go, well, I just kind of want to do the shit I want to do and not have to worry about that because right. it's so time consuming, too. Yeah. And, and you, you lose so much focus because you go like, yeah, you know, whatever. And when you get to an age where you're like, because you have so much going on anyway. You yeah. have so many different areas that you work in and you're excelling in all of it right now. Mm-hmm. That in some way, it's like, that's not that it's not important, but it's like you have a focus somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it, that isn't, I mean, if if you want to, yeah. But it's like, I think sometimes everybody has that period of like, whether you want to or not, you're just sort of chasing down so much shit. And then you get a bit old and you're like, First off, it's it's, it's exhausting, mm-hmm. and it's so there's so much focus to that. Right. And you go, well, I got other shit I want to do. I've, I'm doing all this other stuff, and maybe you're you're like, it, I think as you get a bit older, you, your perspective changes on it too. Like sometimes, yeah, and sometimes you just actually want to just spend time with that person without it, without yeah. the other stuff being in the way. Yeah, which kind of it does get in the way. It gets it in the way, but that I miss I miss the armory, armory and I, I I would like to go to some of these new big sex parties. Mm-hmm. That are happening in like Tiburon and you know like really oh, there's, fancy there's stuff. There's this really um, <laughs> a lot of the tech people now are having their own kind of like exclusive sex parties that are <laughs> happening around the city. And yeah, you have to get some sort of like membership card, mm-hmm. and it's super exclusive. And I'm just like, I want to go. The last one I went to was really <laughs> exclusive. It was in New York, <laughs> and it was all um, famous basketball players. Oh. So huge. Were you were you dudes. feeling your Kim Kardashian realness there? It was so, like so Kim Kardashian. It was Kim like Kardashian. I felt so. Um, I actually I felt like a. It, it was more like a well, not Chloe. What's the other one? The one that nobody knows. Courtney. 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 It yeah. was real Courtney realness. 
but it was like beautiful athletes and they were like all like just super into it. And then I, you know, um, like I remember I was like uh, fucking like five guys at once. Uh-huh. And then I, and then I felt another dick in my asshole. And oh. then I was like, wait, I don't know that one. And then I like turned around and I'm like, hi, I said, really nice to meet you. I'm a really big fan. <laughs> and like, I mean, <laughs> Do you know, I have your jersey up on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so, um, it, 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 that was, it was kind of, it was fun, but it was kind of unfulfilling because I didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. I didn't come. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like a sense of like, it, it, it was hot, but it was also kind of like, kind of like, I just, I'm hungry and I want to go eat something. Like I'm, I'm like not really, what, were they all on the same team or was it like an all-stars type thing? it was an all-stars oh. it was sort of like a harlem globetrotters it was like sort of retired players oh. and like people that you know sort of was real showy okay but i mean you know it's like i um i just i, I used to live for that shit mm-hmm. but now i'm so like i, I just don't want to give me do a fucking it. cheeseburger bitch yeah i'd rather eat or talk or hang out and everybody was really nice but you know it's just kind of so everybody was bust into this thing. For, it was it wasn't a part, it was a sex party. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it was a very it, it it was not a play party because usually at play parties there's no intercourse. This was an actual swinger party, oh. and it was really it was really like very very by invite only, very very private. You didn't get the you know address until like a few minutes before the party oh, wow. started. wow, for real, real, yeah. real. So that nobody could, nobody could take pictures. And, you know, and everybody there was, like, pretty famous. I mean, mm. But I don't know a lot of the people in the that world. So to me, they were just hot guys. And um, a lot of really beautiful women, some of their wives, oh. you know, and stuff. And um, But it was really intense. But I, I, my mind was on other things because the next day I had to go to the White House. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's really weird. Did you shake Obama's hand with like cock breath? Yes. That would have been amazing. Yes. But Obama, I was talking to Obama Uh like the next day and he was kind of leaning in and like he, I think he could just. There's a hint. There's like, (laughs) he's like, there's something about you that I'm feeling it. Like it was like, I'm not saying that he was. They don't know the guest list of that fucking NBA party. You, you, all the spying and shit that's going on. They knew exactly who the fuck was there. Yeah, he probably had the thing before, honey. Was like, yeah. <laughs> See, they can they can do that, but they can't fucking find an airplane. I know. Uh, Isn't that crazy? God, that's crazy. Oh. They still can't find it. It's still missing. It's still missing. Well, just like there's still oh. like a bunch of bodies missing for the Korean ferry. Right. I was so destroyed by um, the Seoul Ferry. The Seoul Ferry um, was something, it, uh, my family is um, kind of around the Ansan area, mm-hmm. and so it, it really hit me close to home, but the, um, and we also summer in Jeju Island. Okay. So it's a very like, you know, it's kind of a family trip thing. Right. And um, 300 passengers died. I mean, basically they can't find like, 50 of them still and and it's like the the ship turned over and everybody could have been saved but the captain and the crew abandoned ship and they didn't deploy lifeboats they they told the people to stay where they are and then um you know and it was mostly kids between the age of 16 17 because there was a lot of school trips happening yeah so there was a lot of video like camera phones and they're all like laughing and like singing the titanic 
theme mm-hmm. and like like just like <laughs> going are we gonna die we're so dead oh my god laughing and stuff but then they did and it's like that is so twisted i couldn't sleep for days like i i i i think korea is still in mourning mm-hmm. i'm certainly in mourning like to me it, i know that I know what Korean people are like in regards to their children. Right. Like it's like they don't, and this is most people, of course, but Asians in particular are so in love with their kids that the, this is like the, the worst things that can happen. And so that um, they are now like, you know, there's a lot, I bet there's going to be a lot of suicides. There's already been one suicide <sighs> of the vice principal of the, the school who was rescued, who, um, suggested the school trip. It was all oh, a school no. trip. Uh. And so he killed himself there. And then a lot of the parents are saying, yeah, we're just we're just going to die because there's really no point because our kids are dead and I, I, so I can't go on. Yeah, it's really, it's really fucked up. Um, Korea has the highest suicide rate in the world. Oh, my God. So this is a very, I mean... Th- this tragedy is so intense and um but yeah that that and that malaysian flight like i feel like god if we were, if this was, if it was white people mm-hmm. this would never have happened yeah. yes exactly you know you would think russia china and the us the three most powerful countries in the world right now have every technology they can find you jacking off on some island <laughs> in the pacific ocean some remote <laughs> island they will google you and watch you jack off they can't find a fucking plane. Yeah. That's what I take issue with, you know, and they're telling everybody all these stories. I'm all like, girl, no. Yeah. The Asian governments just, they they think that people are really disposable and they just don't. I, I have a really big problem with that. Like, like if that Sue Alferi, say that it was like from like here to Catalina Island. Mm-hmm. If, if that sank like the same way, can you imagine the outrage the whole country right. would be in? I right, mean, right, right. Korea is an outrage too, but like, Th- th- they would have been saved, right. but like there, it, it's just it's just a different. I don't know it's what it is. A different mentality in Asia, I think. Yeah, it's a different mentality in Asia. I mean, you know, as an Asian, you just it's it's um, it's hard to say. I, I would not like to say it's colonial. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the governments they are just they just don't give a shit. Yeah, that's why there's so much corruption. There's so many things going on: murder, suicide, all these things. And it, it you know, I'm not just singling out Asia because it does happen all over the world. Mm-hmm. But the mentality of Asians, the way Asians think about that whole thing, is just because we're so used to death. I don't know. Being Filipino, I come from the land of rape and murder, where it's like kidnap, rape, and murder, and that was an ongoing thing. Massacres and mm-hmm. you know, chopping up people, and uh, that was a thing. And you sort of become desensitized to it after mm-hmm. some time. It, it, you become immune mm-hmm. to it a little bit in that it just, it's so present. Right. That you almost, you have to live around right. it. You know, funny thing was, I went on a date once with this faggot and I, I took him to an indie film that came out of, from the Philippines. It's called Kinatai. Kinatai means to chop up. And it's a really fucked up movie because it's, it's kind of like a short film almost because, um, it's about an abduction and a rape and a murder. So, you know, it starts out really cute in the beginning. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I mean, I knew the title because it's like, oh, okay, we're going <laughs> shit. Some shit's going to go down. Um, but towards the middle, they abduct this girl and they take her into the car and then they rape her. But towards the end, they kind of turn off all the lights and all you hear are muffled sounds 
and you hear them chopping up the body. <gasps> And you can't see anything. You're just hearing this, right. and uh-huh. the sensory overload of just hearing this poor girl screaming oh for her God. life and like hacking her, and like it was the worst thing ever. Like it kind of fucked me up. I couldn't sleep for days mm-hmm. after like like hearing and watching that movie because it was like, oh, you know, I'm not really scared of monsters. I'm not really scared of like fictitious stuff. Right. I'm scared of getting killed like that. But it's also part of. I'm also desensitized. Yeah. To a lot of that. Like, I, you know, in San Francisco, I go to work every, when I was going to work, I would work every morning, walk to work. I live in the Tenderloin. It's the hardest part of town. It's yeah. very rough. Yeah. You know, so I would play this game. It's like, is it dead or alive? Is it dead or alive? Mm-hmm. You know, and then a couple of weeks ago, I was going to a gig, which is, uh, uh, there's a tranny bar, like three blocks up from where I live. And it's um and there was a shooting right there from my apartment to the club. I was oh, walking no. in full regalia in a beaded gown, and I'm all like, "Listen, officer, <laughs> I'm late. I don't care if there's a police block. I don't care if there's a dead body on the floor. <laughs> I need to walk straight through because I'm in seven inch stiletto platforms, and I don't want to walk all the way around on Geary Street. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna walk here. And he, I just argued with him. I'm like, "Let me go. I'm not gonna move." Total crime scene, like body on the floor, gunshots everywhere. <laughs> Walked straight through and went to the club, did my number. You know, I, like you, be- I become so desensitized to all this. It's so yeah. crazy. Well, I mean, in some ways, you, you, you as as cold as it sounds, you still got to go do your shit. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, right. and, keep going and on. I, there's nothing that's going to change what's happened. Right. You still got it. You can't fucking walk around the block in those heels. Oh, no. that's another crime right there. No, yeah. no, the thing is, I'm in a beaded gown, like rhinestones <laughs> for days, bugle beads, jewelry, like drag, 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 painted, 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 <laughs> mug. I just can't be bothered to walk around, honey. That is another two blocks that I would have to walk to, and I don't really want to walk. Mm. It's a straight shot up. Just let me go through. I won't even touch anything. I don't care. I won't like destroy the crime scene. I just need to get to my gig. Yeah. Exactly. Just let me go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's just it's just so rough. It's so rough. But you know, we we're strong. We survive. Yes. We keep going. We um now Monty's gonna move to Los Angeles when he uh when she's here. Oh he, she, what do you want? It. <laughs> I like to be for to be preferred as it. Girl, what Okay, so this whole thing okay, we we really won't shouldn't delve into the whole like transgender and cisgender thing because that's such a hot topic right now with it queers. Is. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, and I'm trying to like I get so heated about it. I know. I'm trying to stay above the fray. Like my friend, my transgender friends are like, just stay above it. Don't comment anymore. Don't say anything anymore. Stay above it because you know what? We I believe I I'm I'm down with all actually I'm down with everybody. Right. Because I know what they're fighting for and mm-hmm. I think it's great uh-huh. because transgender people in the LGBT community have so so much invisibility. Right. And yet receive the the majority of the violence and the homophobia and they take it and they're not going to take it anymore. And so I believe in that. But, you know, when we talk about it and when we use those words, we're family. Right. Like we've suffered homophobia. We've been gay bad things. And we want to use those words because they've been used to hurt us. I I think, you know, it's all about intent. And I Mm -hmm. think the way you use the word is what it means. I also see their point. Yeah. You know, I also see their side of where they're coming from, that the word tranny and and this and, you know, calling them names. And, you know, we're not calling you 
a, a slur no. because not that long ago queer was a slur right mm-hmm. and we decided to own queer and we decided to take it back mm-hmm. but I do get I do get their point that you know they're they're battling the drag queens now they're coming for the drag queens and I'm a proud drag queen right I'm very proud of who I am very proud of what I do and I respect trans the trans community my best friends are all trans women and men. Right. And I'm not here to shame you. I'm here as your friend. I'm here to support you. And I've done right. everything I can to support you. Mm-hmm. But kind of see it from my point of view, you know, where you're kind of knocking on us using the word tranny. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's it's how we use it. We're not using it as a slur against no. you. We're just this is the way we talk. Yeah. I mean, know? and it's it's the language of play. It's right. the language of camp. It's it it's who we are. Like I'm a trans mother. Mm-hmm. You know, I have many trans children, including yeah. you. Yeah. And I've always been a major supporter of the transgender community. With, it, with yeah, within the LGBT community. And so I'm proud of their strength and their 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 um tenacity. Right. But uh, it it feels weird when they come after us. Right. It does. It does feel a little off-putting. And, you know, I, I just had this lengthy conversation um, with Cecilia. Yes, Cecilia yeah. Chong yesterday over text. And so I promised her, okay, well, I won't go into it anymore. It's just getting out of hand now. Yeah. It's getting out of hand where, you know, there are forces in 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 the big L- the bigger lgbt spectrum that are fighting each other over this right and i think it's so silly but i also see the point that well you know um people bashers use it when they rape murder and mm-hmm. beat up transgender women mm-hmm. but uh, and on the other flip side of that they also say baby love mm-hmm. honey you know other words so I think if you own the word mm-hmm. and if your intent is not to bash anyone, mm-hmm. why not? I mean, it's just so, um, it's so complicated. It's really complicated. It's like people don't look at, like you said, the intent and the, and the, the, the feeling behind it. Because if you look at it rationally, sometimes mm-hmm. you can go, I know you're not meaning it right. in a bad way. There's no malice behind it. Yeah. We're just a bunch well, of girls. I think we've lost that, that sort of like being able to look at it critically. Right. Where it's just like, I hear a word mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what the word is and what community. Somebody hears something. I mean, there are some words that you fucking don't say because right. they, they do have a historical. Right. Um, the references are there. Reference, you know. But there are some words too, which you said like is more playful. In, in so, we, People don't look at it anymore and go, Maybe I don't like that word, but I get I see what you're about. I right. see what it mm-hmm. is. They're not looking at I mean oh, it's this. Cause I thought about this um recently. I know Anderson Cooper was talking to maybe he was he'd been interviewed and he was mad at Alec Baldwin. And Alec Baldwin, I don't know if he's homophobic or not. I think he's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his thing is, and that's not even my question. Right. But I guess he used the word cocksucker. Mm-hmm. And Anderson Cooper is mad about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I didn't know cocksucker really had a a, a political thing to it. Because mm-hmm. to me, it's just a great word. You mm-hmm. fucking cocksucker. To me, it's just not literal or like, mm-hmm. uh, because cocksuckers are great people, mm-hmm. by the way. Hello. <laughs> um, Hello. We but, have a word. Um, Hello. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like, if you call somebody a cocksucker, mm. I don't necessarily think, it's the same like, if I call you a motherfucker, I don't think you fucked your mother. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I, and I was trying to figure out, like, I'd never thought about it like that. Like, Anderson Cooper was mad. And I don't know who Alec Baldwin called a cocksucker. Mm-hmm. And I guess if you do call somebody who is gay a cocksucker, maybe you are 
being somewhat negative towards it, or it, that there's a negative connotation in what the way he's saying it. But is cocksucker a bad word? I don't. Is it a slur? I, I think it's I a think, context. I think, I think now people are putting. It's context. Now people are putting yeah. shit onto words where you go, Let, "Don't take cocksucker away from us." Yeah, because it's great to call somebody a cocksucker sometimes. But with that said, are yeah. we being policed for our words now? Are we being policed for what we have to say? And do I have to watch what I have to Eventually say? Eventually, it's going to be like you can't anything. But that's what I mean. Like when I, when if you're a hey motherfucker, right. I don't think you fucked your mother. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just a word we use, and right. co- I guess it depends on who you call it to, right. and how you say it. Right. It's but context. it seemed like Anderson Cooper was basically saying cocksucker is off limits now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i don't know if we can lose that yeah you know i mean yeah for that for that i mean i i'm i think that anderson cooper's in the right for um saying that and and defending himself that way mm-hmm. um the thing that i i don't like about anderson cooper is that that he only eats turkey hot dogs do you know that <laughs> he only <laughs> she, eats miss cooper hot dogs. you mean you, I, now what i mean are you saying when it comes to hot dogs he'll only eat turkey ones no he only eats he only eats hot, turkey dogs hot dogs because he is a really picky eater Okay. So he's like, I don't like any kind of food. Like, uh, I can only eat like turkey hot dogs. And so basically, in Ew. his refrigerator, he has a package of like cold turkey hot dogs. So he he just like goes and just keeps eating them because he just doesn't want to eat anything else. And it's just a thing. He's got like this weird thing. He's like a really picky eater. But my whole thing with Anderson Cooper is that I wonder, does he like to get rimmed or does he rim? I don't do know. Think? I can't. I kind of think he's a top. Really? Yeah. Like a blouse. I'm, a blouse is my term for a yeah, feminine top. A blouse. Yeah, yeah I feel like top. he's a blouse. A feminine top. That's me. I'm a blouse. A feminine top. A blouse. A blouse. I'm a blouse. <laughs> blouse is we, really we gotta good. Get, we got to get money with Brent Starr. Oh, Brent Starr is our friend in... Um, Atlanta, he is hysterical, mm-hmm. but he does the most loudest I've ever heard in my you know, that's life. A, that's such a drag queen. That's a drag queen thing. There was a drag queen um, on a show who kept doing that. So it kind of everybody started picking it up. And it's kind of uh-huh. the in thing now that we oh, all really? kind of do. And we kind of make fun of each other for it. Yeah. I can't do it the that hard. No? It's hard. That's as loud as mine is. Really? How loud is yours? That's fucking loud. Wow. Years of, you know. You could go toe to toe. You could. You, we, you, we should have a battle of the. <laughs> who could be louder? Oh man! Margaret shows race. <laughs> oh lord! Well, um, we should wrap this up, but I I want people to know. Um, I I want people to know where they can find you on social media because your your posts and everything is hysterical. Well, you know, I'm a celebutard. I'd like to think of myself as a celebutard, and I just I I'd like to keep that going. So hot. Um. The stupider I am, the I mean, not stupid in a sense of like, I'm really dumb. I just, I like acting a fool. And I love, that's what Monistat, my character, Lamani, is based off mm-hmm. of. She is absurd. Mm-hmm. She is a clown. You know, I like to say she's half Filipino, half dinosaur. <laughs> um, Where does the dinosaur come? My boy name is Dino. <laughs> Let's not let my Johns know that. No, 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 no. I gotta no. be passing fish. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you really are. I mean, you're really you're a beautiful guy, but you make a beautiful woman as well. Thank you. So, do you get a lot of do you get a lot of like straight guys too oh, hitting honey, on you? You have no idea. I'm sure. I walk. No, when was this? Um, I was in Santa Monica. I was in WeHo, 
And I was with, uh, I went to a bar, I was drinking, and I was like, fish. Like, I wore my human hair, 28-inch, lace front, you know, mm-hmm. beautiful, gorgeous, like, black hair. Like, and just really simple makeup. Not even a lot of makeup, not a lot of foundation, just really simple. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my friend. He, we were on his motorcycle. We were just talking, 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 talking. He's a fag. I'm not going to sleep with him. That's my girlfriend, girl. I'm mm-hmm. not going to sleep with you. Next thing I know... There's BMW that pulls up, tries to talk to me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, and he has an accent. He's Persian. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. And so I was like, well, I I need a ride back to my hotel. I don't really know where I'm at. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, I'm back in my hotel room. He's taking off his wedding ring and we're going at it. And <gasps> oh he's a total bottom. Oh, my God. That's fierce. Yeah. That's fierce. I have no problem with hooking up when I'm in drag. Come on now. Who doesn't like to get laid? It's just clothes. Well, no, clothes it's, come off. it's just clothes. I mean, but there's this thing about Asian women. Like, some guys are crazy about Asian women. Like, you oh, get yeah. You have no idea. You get... It's like people think it's blondes that yeah. get... And it's like, no, no, it's Asian women. It's the petite we, Asian women. Yeah, we are like... I, I mean... I don't know what it is. I don't know what they're looking for or what they want, but they, and they will not give up either. I think what it is, it's the whole submissive <laughs> thing. It's the whole submission yeah. thing. They think we're really submissive, but we're really not. We're more dominant than they are. They just right. don't know it. Right. But they just, they, they, they don't stop trying and they get obsessed. Oh. But it's like, and it, it's always, it's, 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 it's always like the, it's usually like white guys. Uh-huh. Um, Asian guys for me oh they gave up on me oh really because they're just like, you know, just like my sister again you're just such a bitch <laughs> yeah, my, oh girl <laughs> like I mean I always fell in love with the Asian guys especially Korean men uh-huh. but they're like you're you're so mean let's <laughs> fuck I'll give you some bulgogi after yeah let's yeah forget, let's fucking have a kalbi but because I don't care I, I, I don't have that thing of like I'm not um, as like a willing to take care of anyone right, and they right. want that so it's hard it's a lot and you know the thing i have slept with some asian men the thing with my thing with asian men is they're a little bit more needy they're a little bit more needy than white guys mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know black guys are a little bit needy too but like white guys and latinos just want to take care of business mm-hmm. and they're done and we're done <laughs> like like going, once right? once i come we're done <laughs> like i'm not we're done. There's no feeling around it. I guess it's also an age thing. Going back to that whole discussion mm-hmm. we had earlier, mm-hmm. it's like once I'm done, I'm done. I don't want to cuddle. I don't really want to talk. If you mm-hmm. want to get me a Red Bull, maybe some French fries, we're good. Mm-hmm. You know, but you can leave now yeah. <laughs> to, to go. Yeah, you can leave. Now. Okay. Um, I want you to go over your social media okay. links, and but um, while we do this, I'm gonna get you one more thing to okay. take with you today, and I want to record this. So, um, I'll be right back. I wish you guys can see all the drag she just gave me. You know, like I am. We'll just, have to, can we take a picture? Yes, I'm wearing all this feathers, and you, you know, can I take video? Are you yes, okay, cool with I'm that? fine with that. Okay, People in San Francisco know how much I love feathers. Hang on, there's tons of. Feathers. We're gonna video this as well, and we'll put it online okay. to go with it. Okay, um, so today I gifted my daughter, La Monistat, Monistat, um, with some things. I made this, uh, this, this, this is a beautiful antique Cucci medallion um, feather. Um, it's kind of a shrug. It's kind of a cape. It also can be a skirt. And, um, you know, and, and it could just be an accent 
um, to whatever. So I, I, I created, I actually made this by hand. Um, and so I'm very proud of it. And so I gave it, I gave it to her. Then I gave her this little thing that I, it's sort of a little hair kind of thing. And, you Accessories. Know, yeah, this would be good if you go to Coachella. Okay. You know, and like, it, it, this is like not so um, busy. It's like just a beautiful little thing to accent your hair. It's like a long earring thing, but it's a headband. And then this is a gift from Cindy Lauper that she bought for me when we were in Australia, in Sydney, doing um, the Mardi Gras, the big, huge gay pride festival there. So this has a lot of gay history uh, attached to it. I mean, that, that's like kind of the most fag-haggiest gift. It should be in a museum, something that was given uh, from Cindy Lauper to me. Uh, and we also uh, did um, the D-list with Kathy Griffin. So we were all together doing it. So this is uh, this, this is, is part amazing. of that. Like, I really love, I mean, you know, this is the first time I've been to your house. Yes. And... I love the way your house is like the artwork in here is amazing. It blows my mind. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. All yeah. the crumpus stuff, all the little like knickknacks, the Jesus stuff. Yes. I mean, you should do a tour. We want to do a, like a Robin Leach and Monty and like, a tour <laughs> of Margaret Cho's house. That would be a good video one that, day. Well, Hi. when you come turn, here. Turn around. Let me see the back of that. Okay. Because that is, that is, you got to get all of that. I'm feeling this gypsies. This should be a museum. Gypsies, this should be a museum. Museums. You should open the Dixonian. The Dixonian. Ah, <laughs> I love there it. you go. I love it. Well, next time you come, I want, I want to like get like, we'll get like our outfits together and we'll do yes. a whole tour of the house. Why don't we do that? Like some be sort of drag, you mm -hmm. know, we'll do you in full drag. Yeah. With a big like wig and we'll matchy matchy again i love it no, that'll be that. great that'll be really great i love i love i really love i when i saw this, this walking beautiful. up like it's just it's, she saw it and she was like I want complimented that. i was like oh i'll give it to you because it's really it really is special and mm -hmm. you know um it's from my dancing days uh -huh. and and it's it's something that i i really loved making and i i used it for actually i wear a, it on a, a t-shirt in um on one of my t-shirts so um it's it's really fabulous and i'm very proud you so. know she is such a drag queen when we were downstairs looking through her stuff and she's like this is a base you can build I'm like that's such a drag queen thing to say <laughs> this is a base you can rhinestone it you can beat it you can add more you can add more but this is what I'm gonna give her now um, this is the dress that I wore for the Grammys in <gasps> 2003 what? and um, I, I think that you need to have this and this would actually go together I with all this it would all go so I'm gonna pull it what? out and show you is it the peacock one yeah. that I saw? I saw in every picture. Yeah. Oh no. So I'm gonna give you this. What's great is that it's um, stretch net. Uh huh. So um, it can. You could probably put something even under it if uh -huh. you want to feel more modest, uh -huh. or if you want to show more skin, you can just um, go naked. Go naked. Like showing my goods off. But um, this is. Uh, Who made that? This was by Narcisse Designs uh -huh. in Chicago. Okay. And they they fitted it to my measurements, but I know you can fit into it. You're so skinny. So this is it. And this is a quite... Um, the, that uh, is a piece. When I can find the neck piece, uh -huh. the neck piece is actually like huge. It's like a malep... What is it? The male Maleficent. Maleficent. It's a huge metal me metal piece that, uh -huh. that goes on the head, but... I'll find that and I'll get it to you. I this love is the dress itself. Are you sure this belongs in a museum, though? Well, uh, until then. Okay. Um, you know, uh, when I when I pass on, you can put it in a museum. Okay. But then th this for for now is for you. So, and I know it's gonna fit you because look, it's all that 
so it's stretchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be fierce. Oh my god, I and can't wait to wear so it. Good, so you have to send me pictures of. I it. will. I'll actually wear it this Thursday. I have yeah. to do an event, and I'm like, oh, I can wear this. Yeah. And it's. It, I love that it's stretchy because you know, as a man in a dress, we like things that stretch. Yeah, but I think even with this, this on top, it'll be it's beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, you can also put all the stuff in here when when we go, oh, so perfect. that it's all protected. So I just didn't want, uh, but uh, the the metal part I'll find because I think the metal part is um, in another storage area in the house. Well, we have a couple of months. I'll be back in July. We can do a whole tour. I really want to do a tour. Mm -hmm. I want to do a tour um, with Margaret Cho and of, of your house because I think people need to see how interesting and beautiful all of Thank this you. is. This is insane. Like well, we will do a tour. This is like my wet dream. Yeah. This is the most brilliant. Like I was like in awe. The minute I walked, I saw the door handle. I was like, oh no, I'm in for some shit, bitch. <laughs> I'm in for some shit. This is what is what the door knocker is a fucking skull, girl. Girl. Well, we want to thank you so much. Did you give them your Twitter oh, no. handle? Let's let's do all the Twitter. Let's and do the business. Let's do this. Let's handle that. Um, can you do me a favor though? I want you to give a shout out to one of your biggest fans in San Francisco. His name is Reggie. Okay. So if you can just say hi, Reggie. Hi, Reggie. Thank you. His name is Reggie, and he loves you. And he's like, I'm obsessed with her. Oh. Uh, and he was tweeting me this morning, like through private message. He just wanted to say, you know, whatever. Oh well, Aside I love Reggie. Me. I love Reggie. Maybe when we come to San Francisco again, we'll hang out. Yes. I would love that. I I love. I love um, it. So my Twitter. Hi, Reggie. Oh, hi, hi Jim. Hi, hi, Reg. Hi, Reg. There we go. See, hi, now Reg. you're getting it from everybody. <laughs> Um, my Twitter is at monistat.com, although I've gotten some letters about that from certain companies to stop using that handle. Um, my Facebook is um, face, www.facebook.com slash themonistat. And I do have a website. It's www.hershadyship.com. <laughs> Her shady ship. Her shady ship. <laughs> I yes. love that. Yes, God. I love it. Yes, God. Well, I love you. Thank you for coming. I'm going to take my daughter to brunch now. Yay. And um, you can reach me at Margaret Cho. Where can they reach you? At Jimmy Shelter. You can reach both of us at Monsters of Talk. We are every Monday on SoundCloud and iTunes. You should leave us a review because we need that. We need more listeners. We we, we have amazing guests coming up. We always do. Um, uh, we have a YouTube channel. That's a YouTube YouTube.com uh, mm -hmm. oh. slash Monsters of Talk. That's where they can see this video yeah. that we just uh, took of the two of you showing off the stuff. That's yes. perfect. And we have a website, monstersoftalk.net. We yes. are everywhere. We're online. everywhere. We are everywhere. And, and, and we, we, have, we have so many episodes. If yes. you haven't heard, uh, go back and listen to some of the great episodes that we have. I think Amazing. I listened to the one with Lady Bunny. That was really funny. Oh, she's a genius. You and Lady Bunny was just like, I was like, oh. She's my, <laughs> she's my dear, dear friend. She's I mean, amazing. she's really brilliant, though. Yeah. She's a really smart political mind and I really love her but we, we love all of our guests especially this one and we love our listeners so thank you we will talk to you next well, time thank you thank you. you guys so much for having me today this was thank an you. amazing experience I haven't done this ever so. I'm so glad yeah. you're amazing I'm gonna squeeze like a queen now okay now I need to, I, we need to hear those names <laughs>